Hi people, and welcome once again to Moral High Ground, where I talk about what's morally right to you, and more importantly, to the rest of the world, who has the moral high ground. Anyway, this show can be heard on Spotify, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, which Apple's supposed to have some good stuff, and anywhere else that you can find it, and on my YouTube channel, SLK Universe. Um, today's subject is just a matter of me pondering, thinking, if you will, thinking of things that most people, I think, tend to ignore. Now, this is going to might sound a little ridiculous or a little pathetic in ways, but I was watching, <laughs> and this is stupid, but I was watching Jason and the Argonauts. If you don't know, that's the um, tale of the Golden Fleece and the whole journey to get it. Um, it's an old mythological legend or his story or just a story. And it's actually the second tale after Odyssey. I'm very into mythology and gods and so forth. And even the Bible, if it's it's real or whatever, makes it all ties into that. Because it's all the same thing. It's all about people worshiping extraordinary beings known as gods. And I dig it. I dig that in reading uh, philosophy. And so what I'm about to say is about a bunch of philosophy of my own being, my own accord of thinking. Um, so let me just say it starts with me watching Jason and Argonauts. I didn't know there was a, a movie that's actually a two-part type show movie. I don't know if it was a TV uh, show at the one time, and they just put it on these shows, these networks. And, uh, well... You know, there was all this stuff with the gods and interacting with them and a god drinking water out of a lake and a river or whatever. And it was interesting to me. But then I started pondering because it's not the first time I thought of this watching mythological stuff or even reading it. But I'm thinking these gods are cruel. These gods are judgmental. They're punishing these people. They're supposed to be heroes and demigods and just regular people and they're worshiping and trying to live life and all they can talk about is the gods. And so it made me think like, you know, I'm watching this wicked stuff happen from gods to humans. And then I think about all the other crap I was watching. This is all in one one day of me watching this movie. And I was thinking about today, society and how things work and how people are. And I came to one conclusion about human nature and this is the truth about the whole thing. And maybe the title of this whole thing, The True Human Nature. What is it? Because we instinctively want happiness. We want love. We want to be in a joyful state with the people we care for and care about. But it's like we got a side of us. People don't want to say there's multiple sides to your character, but there is. There's things that'll make you extremely happy. There's things that'll make you completely furious. You know, there's things that'll make you just ultimately sad, you know, or things that'll make you feel weak. You know, some that make you feel powerful. 
there's lots of sides to our character. We give them, you know, interesting names. You know, sadness is now labeled as depression and things like that. You know, just I can go on with all these psychology terms for uh, basic human emotions. But it's all just reality. They're not that complicated. Something's sad, something's good, something's bad, you know. But when it comes to our human nature, is it truly instinctively good? This is what we mentally want. We all want to be good. We all want to be happy. We all want peace and comfort and, and relaxation. It's part of the it factor, you know. But the thing about it is, truly, humanity must be wicked. It has to be. I mean, like I said, I just watched this movie a while ago, and this was just a couple of days ago. And half of this podcast today is about the insanity I've dealt with in the past two days ever since I watched that movie and developed this way of thinking. And so let me get to one point. There's so much wickedness in the world and it's not just in America, it's the worst of the world. There's so many things people do that are abominations or uh, mass hysteria and just psychotic behavior, childish mental disorders that turn into violent rages. And there's just so many different things. And you gotta think about it for a minute. What makes these sick, perverted things happen in the world? And not to say sick, perverted, because that's where we are in this time period right now. There's a lot of perverted stuff going on. There's a lot of evil things going on. But even with that word, where does evil truly begin and just normal anger and rage begins? You hear Yoda say it in the Phantom Menace, you know, fear turns into hate, hate turns into suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side. He says that. And yes, it's just a fiction thing. It's just a thing that sounds crazy, but at the same time, it makes sense. Then there's a meme where they show all these forms of Anakin until he turns into Vader, and Vader is suffering. But the thing about it is, there's truth in Yoda's words. But I think beyond that, beyond all the hate and anger and the suffering, there's something more sinister, something more to its core of a human being. And this whole thing of not trusting people, not trust factor. There's places in the world where you can go and you can leave your door open and people are friendly and happy, but is it because all those people were taught how to be happy, was taught how to be loving and caring and understanding? Or was it just a normal nature for them to be that way? And it's like, does that make them unique amongst the rest of the world? Does it make them stand out because they're able to obtain that what a lot of people can't? With the belittling, the mocking, the betrayal, the hatred, the scandalous lies, the rumors, the jokes that they make upon people just to please themselves. You have to wonder why human nature that cruel to each other I mean honestly humans we're supposed to be super intelligent compared to the other creatures on the planet supposed to be and I'm saying supposed to be because there's obviously people who lack intelligence lack common sense forget about proper etiquette 
and morals. Hence the title of this show, Moral High Ground. And the fact is that they lack these morals, but yet they feel they have the moral high ground above the rest of us. They try to belittle, abuse, take advantage and use. And to what point? And to what end? So it's the concept of is evil, is darkness, is hatred and all the above that represents the negative, the true human nature. And when Jesus came here, and not just Jesus, the other people that are getting worshipped that similar to Jesus. But when Jesus came here, though, was it the fact that he was trying to extinctively get rid of that human nature, that negative nature, and bring forth the godly good nature that's supposed to be of God, the blessings, the love, the kindness, the respect, which is way more important, the respect and honoring and friendship loyalty and why is it that people can't comprehend these things nowadays there's things I say that's been around since I was born and before that way beyond eons and I say these things and yet there's people who don't understand these things and my mind is always like how come they don't know this what's wrong with them how come they can't understand proper etiquette or the behavior is outstanding. It's just, it's just ridiculous. <coughs> to get to my point, I don't understand why the world shifted in the way it did. It altered in such a way where no one's safe and no one's truly happy. No one no truly feels loved and they feel abandoned. Let's start with relationships and I'm not going to get in this men's better women thing or whatever I usually always talk about but let's get down to the true nitty gritty of this whole thing is love a practice is it something you have to obtain me personally I believe this it's something you have to practice you have to do constantly to be an expert of it to be strong in it and to be one with the person you share these feelings for. But then again, there's another hang-up there. Can that other person be the loving person that you want them to be? And can they honestly, you know, reciprocate those feelings to you? Or is it that your one-sided feelings gets admired most of the time? or half the time, while the other person pretty much is wicked inside and just hiding their true feelings, waiting for a moment to manipulate you and, and destroy who you truly are. This is something that needs to be not just understood, but something that needs to be researched in a way. You got people that's researching serial killers and they worship, they research rapists and bombers and all kinds of people. This is the therapists that do this. They research, they research the most wicked of wickedest of people. But not too many people research the ones that feel truly loved, that are truly happy, that are truly blissful. They don't research these people. 
Because to them, that's the way they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be the natural thing. And some people would say you're not wired right. But how many of us are? And I know you hear the traffic, ignore that. But think about what I'm saying. It's like, it's just a thing where a concept of a human brain, I believe, has to be trained to think a certain ways. And when it comes to someone, I remember, I'm kind of all over the place, but just hear me out. I remember Morgan Freeman doing a thing of, of the search to find God, which I thought was a beautiful show, because I actually kind of went in that journey and went to many religions without before that show even came out, and I was, and I went to different faiths, trying to find God, trying to find the truth of humanity. And at the moment, right now, I ponder one thing about that show was when he went to the jail to talk to a serial killer, rapist, or whatever he was, and the therapist there was saying that the guy was wired wrong, that he thinks different. But is that the case? Has a lot of people been able to disguise that illness to be able to fit into society? I mean, look at some of the serial killers that no one thought would do anything, like Ted Bundy. They, didn't, they thought he was this pretty guy, which I seen a guy I don't know what the hell they're talking about, but it's like he was able to manipulate people so he could kill them. And this just happens multiple times. So the concept is, is that the true nature or is the nature supposed to be happy and blissful? I would think that Jesus is coming and trying to teach people the way, the way to happiness, the way to love and things is, is, is shows a good example that humans lack that ability in some kind of way, but need to obtain it. And so in relationships, you're taking people who might have a strong version of either one. They might be strong in, in good, and they might be strong in the negative. But somehow the two clashes together. And, and right now we're at a point where relationships don't last. So it has to be something. And I'm just speaking of America right now. But I'm saying it's because that all these twisted thoughts that get thrown at people in relationships with society constantly putting a wedge in between women and men. And at the same time, all kinds of other things like friends, all these obstacles that stand in the way to separate a person is wrong. Multiple problems with people controlling people in many different ways. Either to take advantage of them sexually, financially, you know, and when it comes to women, you got these guys on YouTube and they're always, you know, saying all this crap. And even that penny woman, uh, per, or no, pearly woman, or she pearly things or whatever, she talks strongly for, you know, on the benefit of the guys. But the thing I think they overlook is this. If there's a person that's toxic and has been abused, that type of abuse molds over to whatever relationship they start. And so with women, they've been abused emotionally, sexually, mentally, and shoot, in so many cases, you know, financially, because there's guys that will literally take money from women to, to keep whatever it is going. And uh, what the hell, I see this on the camera, but <laughs> what the hell's on my head? But anyway, so my point is, 
when a person that's a guy, and I'm not speaking for all guys, but I'm saying when a guy comes across a woman that's been through all that emotional damage, and he's a guy that simply wants to love, who can be loyal, a protector, and not just love, but love unconditionally a woman that's willing to do whatever he can, and he comes across a woman like this, then he automatically starts to deteriorate, not just mentally, physically, but soul-wise, okay? It has to be something where they have to understand not just themselves, but their partner. This is where I think things are wrong. For so many guys, yes, they're abusing, they're using and stuff, but when they come across a guy like this, they destroy that guy and starts a whole nother pattern. Who's to say that that guy wouldn't have been the Prince Charming they wanted? But they chose the negative first. And you hear this on these shows. You hear this on the shows that girls go for the bad guy or the negative guy or the asshole. But why? If we're nature is supposed to be good and our nature is supposed to be great, then why would women want the negative one? The worst of all, you know? And that's the something that doesn't make too much sense. So it, it's somewhere in there, there's got to be some fine, um, I don't know, not fine, but trying to pick the right words. There's got to be a good uh, solution to why they pick that solution, all the, that negative all the time. But they tear a guy apart that truly cares and stuff. Me, myself, I can speak on this because I was that guy that loved unconditionally, that would protect my woman, that would sit back and, you know, fight the good fight for her. You know, and even when you say that, I have people look at me weird when I say that. But what are we fighting for? Am I gonna fight a worthless battle? Am I gonna just fight to, to rage out all my anger and frustrations? Or am I gonna fight for something that means something, that stands for something? that fights for the people instead of going against the people, trying to unite them instead of tear them apart. I mean, you just got to walk a thin line here in all this. It's just trying to figure out which one you fall on. You fall good or bad, it just doesn't make sense. And even in relationships, is it you falling in a good one or a bad one? Are you falling for a great woman or a bad woman? Are you falling for a good guy or a bad guy? It doesn't make sense. This is... Uh, issue that I didn't just come up with, but the world has been facing for a long time. But I think people simply don't focus on it no more like they used to in the old days. And this is where we got our concept of God and the devil, good and evil, because people have to figure out what line they fall on, what is the truth of humanity and where do you stand? You know, I, tr I tend to believe that whichever side you harness, the most is what you become. So with this being said, I have to think about the parts where a relationship can tear someone apart. And like I said, I used to be that guy that loved, that cared, that was faithful, that was always loyal, or there for my woman and whatnot. Now I see it totally differently. And... It's more of a feeling of betrayal, like negative thoughts when it comes to things. And then in some cases thinking that I'm not good enough and I'm the problem when it comes to being with a woman.
because I don't understand all the crap that's happened to the woman before I met her. And less has to do with a lot of guys. But because I've been around so many toxic women in toxic relationships, I tend to think that guy that I used to be, that cared, that loved, that was loyal, that would fight to the bitter end for my woman, is gone and no longer there. He only lives in fragments in my mind. Or every now and then when I come across a nice woman, yes, fragments of him pop out. But in truly, I believe I fight in that battle of life alone. And I believe a lot of men feel that way now because they don't have that connection. They don't have that understanding no more with women because they're on a whole nother level. And I believe women are in the same boat, but only different because they have so many things in their ear telling them stuff and they tend to fall for it. You know, if the girls quit, quit falling for these negative evil people, then maybe prosperity and joy will come to all women. It's not about hating all men. And that's the problem I think women have because they always say all men. All men ain't like that. You chose that. You chose the ones that are wicked because you're drawn to that. Are you drawn to what's flashy or what's entertaining or whatever, but you're not drawn to the one that's wholesome, simple, caring, strong in their beliefs that will stick by you because they truly want to be loved and cared for. You're not doing that. And that's why there's so much hatred for men because you pick the most demonic in some cases of men. All I'm saying is the great divide between men and women shouldn't be around. It shouldn't exist. But it does because of so many things. I've seen women get battered by their lovers and things and it's like even the thing that happened a couple of days ago where I've been trying for longest to get some kind of help for a female that I know I'm friends with and cops came involved and it was like they didn't you know I'm telling them we, me and this cop woman was on the same emotional level about how to help this girl and she just turns a 180 and starts arguing with the girl. It's not the way somebody wants help, you know? It doesn't, it's not good, you know? And uh, I just don't understand why. Why we gotta be so demented, so wicked, evil. And why can't we just harness good and be happy? With me, my facial like my face shows emotions like this, like hey, you know I'm more animated when it comes to my facial emotions. So when I'm angry, it's a whole different thing. He can honestly tell I'm truly pissed off, and so it feels like a different side of me, and a side that I don't want to harness, that I don't want to bring forth. But people will push you there. They will take you there. People literally want you to flip out. You know, you got the childish people out here now that's older than me, older than you. 60, 70 years old, maybe 50 years old, and they're running around and they're acting like toddlers. They twist things around, they say little stupid comments, and they think it's funny. And then when you flip out on them, oh, isn't that so far? But here's the thing. It's not the person that walks around acting hard and strong, like, they, like they're the tough guy. It's the one that's quiet that will do them persons in. Because the quiet person analyzes 
analyzes more, strategizes more, doesn't have nothing to prove. You know, the tough guy, he's doing it so much and keeping his persona. It's just like the fake persona. So he has to act tough. He got to be the big guy. And then when he can't live up to that title and he gets knocked down on his ass, you know, people are like, oh, look at this guy. He was full of shit. But when it comes to the guy that is seriously quiet, don't have nothing to prove, way more dangerous. Way more dangerous because he has to protect himself. And this is the guy that the girl should go for. And I'm not saying that in a way where, okay, you know, he should go for him because he's quiet or he's a protector. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to say. But at the same time, because of the fact that you don't know what someone's potentials is or what their downfalls is. But picking the one that's flashy and a loudmouth bragging definitely ain't going to get you nowhere. And that's just the truth. You know? It goes beyond that. I'm get out of relationships for a while because I feel like I'm just beating on, you know, dead horse or something, if that's a proper uh, pronunciation or whatever. But the thing is, like, you look at the government, okay, constantly talking about good intentions of helping American people, helping everybody, getting rid of negative things and. You know, fixing the debt, fixing health care, fixing and child education and all this. And then none of it really happens every year or every new presidency. They never really finish fixing these issues. And then it just moves on to another thing. But then, you, you know, most people think there's something deceptive behind it. And we all do. There's no way you can deny that. You can't say that it doesn't exist because it does. We all know that they're all about power, money, and just greed all over the board, which is another form of wickedness. It's greed, and it's just like, what are we? What are we hoarding things for? It's not even gathering or saving. It, it becomes hoarding after a while, when you have too much of one thing, and then ultimately we can't take nothing with us. So what are we doing this for? You know, it's like I don't know, a year or two ago. I made an episode on, on YouTube that I was talking about how they waste uh, products every Christmas and stuff. How they just get all this product, whatever we don't buy and whatever is returned, ends up in landfills. And yet, we grab it. They got people running out stealing this stuff. And yet, it ends up in a landfill, becomes trash. If not, gets sent, sold overseas to other countries. But it doesn't make any sense, you know, to fight for objects. Such a meaningless thing to live a life just to buy objects, to worry about things that truly don't matter, to work your ass off to where your feet are sore, your back hurts, your neck hurts, just to get some money and then turn right around once you got the money and give it to your rent or your bills and stuff to where you really can't buy the things you want, the objects that most people just end up saying, oh, this is trash. And like they say, another man's trash is another man's treasure. So what do people truly treasure? Their own independence, their own selfish desire, or do they treasure their families, the women they love? You know, I mean, I'm complex on this issue because it all goes back down to, the, to what I said in the beginning. 
What is human nature? Is it good? Is it evil? Are we on the right path going forward as humanity? Are we crashing on a downward spiral that leads to the pits of the inferno? This is my hang-up. This is my thing. And I'm tired of people that try to take advantage of other people. I'm tired of people, guys, take advantage of underage women or young women. And, and I'm tired of freaking women that do just the same thing, but in the opposite sense, that, that try to manipulate a dude to get money out of him, to try to uh, take whatever they see in the dude's house, law backs him up. It's the worst shit ever to work your ass off. You fall in love with a girl, you dig her, you, you love her, and she takes shit, everything from you, and you're just supposed to be like, oh, it's okay, I'm a man, I did wrong. That's, that's what they make you think, that just because you're a man, you did wrong. That's stupid. It's just stupid crap. And it's like, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of trying to work hard daily, just get belittled by a boss or some stupid employee that think they're God's gift to the job or some crazy shit where you go somewhere to a store and you buy something and some employee of that store is trying to accuse you of something. And me personally, I just go, if I'm going to a store to shop for something, I'm going to the shop. I don't care about what's in there. I don't need it that bad. It's still, I've always been like that. Even if we go to some friend's house or they got it or whatever. And I'll just, so they say, say, hey, look at this. And I think it's cool. Well, then I'll go buy it for myself. I'm not going to ask them for it. I'm not going to borrow it. Because the borrowing terms ain't the same no more. It's, you know, it's like when they say, oh, bothering, or, you know what I mean? Like, borrowing, period, is a thing where you're supposed to keep something for a little while and then return it. Well, we got a whole country that's based off the barter system, and they had made those bartering trades with uh, Native Americans, and they took everything, you know? My brother used to have a term, and I used to be like, what the hell, and thought it was racist as hell, you know, because I used to get something in and then <laughs> or give it back or something like that. I can't remember how exactly it goes down. But anyway, my brother used to always be like, well, you're an Indian giver. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it just used to piss me off. It still does. So it doesn't make any sense because I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And it was just so dumb. And these phrases that we say, these words, you know, we have to be careful with our words because our words have power. And so that has to be the most, I just have to say the most, uh, dangerous part of this whole concept of what I'm talking about is words. We know there's words that trigger people. We know there's words that'll piss people off. But you have people out there that do it deliberately because they want to make you mad. They want you to flip the strip. They want you to go crazy and just go out so they can laugh and have fun. They got people walking around literally trying to make you mad on purpose. And then they used to have that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, or whatever, names will never hurt me, or whatever. That's bullshit. Because look at society now. You literally have laws on what you can and can't say. You have groups that get offensive when you say certain things. You have Disney firing people for speaking their own opinion. So when that comes in a term, you got to think this freedom of speech thing isn't so free. Because the real meaning of freedom of speech in America 
is about being able to say what you want about the government itself. That's what that was there for. That's what freedom of speech was there for. So you can say, hey, I'm not happy with the United States government, or I'm not happy with the president. You can say whatever you want. That's why some people argue and bicker about Republicans and Democrats. But in China, if you say one thing about their leaders, you're getting beheaded, you're getting beat, and all that. And in other countries, it's just the same. You can't speak up about the government. So that's your true freedom of speech. Everything else you say when you deal with other people has to do with your personal individual character, who you are as an individual. So if you say negative things all the time, then a negative person you are. If you say positive things that try to, you know, motivate people and encourage people, then you are a good person. You are a person that truly stands for something. And I'm not talking about just say it once or you do it once in a while and the next time you're talking shit about everybody. No, I mean, you got to do it on a daily level. You got to be that character. You need to obtain that goodness. You know, you got to lash out sometimes too. So we got to have some kind of evil, uh, even balance. It's just, I don't know. But the struggle is strong right now. Not a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, a hundred, two hundred years ago, but right now. We have more things than any humans had in any other time period right now. With the technology, with science, medical knowledge, you know, and even some of that is just studying research and, and dissecting people. But still, we have all these things, these advancements and achievements of mankind, and yet we can't fix the basic things that make us human. The basic interactions between men and women or children and men and women and, and kids and so on and so forth and animals and humans. It's just like, what the hell? You know, it's enough to blow your mind. But if you're going to pick something, pick the real fight, pick the good fight, pick the positive a strong one, stand up for a fight. Don't just go out and go, hey man, you up in our hood and you just want to fight somebody. Or, yo man, you ain't got what I have. I want my stuff now. Or you want your money. You're, you're not freaking mobster in a mobster movie. You're not a, a badass drug dealer. You ain't, uh, shoot, Al Pacino plays both of them. Michael Coleone, Tony uh, uh, Montana, whatever the hell, you know. It's like, come on. This is like, I don't know, just, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. And I believe it's time to make a change for the better. I mean, people talk about the wickedness, the wickedness that runs around in Hollywood now. You see stuff all the time about Illuminati or, you know, these persons sacrifice children and stuff. Well, what's the point of sacrificing yourself to something or sacrificing anything? to something to obtain power when that power is only going to be limited. No matter what it is, eventually all things must end. So you got to achieve things on your own merit, your own accord, without trying to poison the water. You know, I'm just a simple man.
No, I just want to live. It's not about trying to be the rich guy, the big guy, the one that's more intelligent, and all this crap. And I got all kinds of people trying to take my life and use it as an excuse to try to label me or try to uh, find a negative in something I do. You can't. I don't have vices. You know, I smoke cigarettes, but I don't have vices like, oh, you're on freaking crack and meth and all that. There's a lot of that going around, and I don't understand why. I never have. I never understood why it's so important for people to be drug addicts. I don't see the pill. And if it even becomes people use it for sex, they try to get to manipulate women to have sex with them. And then that turns into a whole thing where now you didn't make an addictive uh, woman into a, a prostitute or something, you know, a whore or whatever. I don't know what the proper terms are to say. But that's bad. And it's wicked. And the thing about it is, I never had that problem. Women naturally like me, talk to me. I, like, I make them laugh. I like to see them smile and all that. And so I've never had that issue. But there's the guys that focus on it like it's the main thing. And then it's like it becomes predatory, uh, predatory, <laughs> predatory in a lot of ways because these guys out there now, it makes no sense. It's like they act like they can't live without it. They have to have sex constantly. Some of them are trying to do it in my mind because they're trying to avoid the fact of what they really got going on in their lives and what they really believe in and stuff. You know, it's not about, uh, it's really not about trying to please yourself. It's about trying to prove something to someone else and yourself. And the more you do it, the more you feel like, oh, hey, I'm the shit. You know, can't achieve anything else. You can't achieve money. You can't learn something that's going to help you move forward. So you might as well be a sex hound. And to what end? Once again, to what end? To have multiple kids that you won't be able to take care of? Because they already got child support. So what's the point? You know, why victimize your children that you create just for your lustful desires? And this is where I believe the Bible comes in, where all this stuff I'm talking about, and not just the Bible, but other things that promote trying to change human behavior into a good thing. Pretty much what America, what the rest of the world, what this whole time period is lacking is that one bit of a spark, that one light that shows the way. Which way you go, it depends on you. Which path you take to the way it can be either greater for you or negative and when I say path you take to the way I mean if you want to take the Christian path you can if you want to take the Buddhist path you can if you want to take the you know Muslim way the Hindu way I don't care what way but it's all about the way hell God himself has said Jesus himself has said I am the way Blessed are thou, you know, it comes to my supper, you know. And all this, I mean, it's all about the way. But what way are you leading yourself into? Which way did you go to get yourself to where you are right now that keeps you miserable? That keeps you down, feeling lonely, lost and lonely? You know, feeling underground, like you're, you're deep in the ground already before you even get there. And when I say feeling like you're deep in the ground, like you're already there, I'm talking about those that go out and do the most ungodliest of things by giving up and taking their lives.
what makes you feel this way? It's because you took the wrong way, the wrong path. Somewhere there was a guy that put a fork in the road for you, told you something, and even if it ain't a guy, in some cases, a girl might tell another girl something, put a fork in the road. Oh, you don't need that man. Oh, you can get rid of these kids and all that. People put forks in the road to, to throw you off, to mislead you down the wrong path. No, you should be able to find that search. It should be a longing. It should be an ultimate desire, a passion for you to find a way to change your life for the better, to make you a stronger, wiser person. I mean, hell, what else you got to do? I mean, honestly, things have to change in society. It really does. It has to change to where we can protect one another, understand one another, befriend one another in a way where we're not invading on any other people's privacies, smothering them with our crazy nonsense. And I believe a lot of that has to do with the world is more complicated. You got to work to get money. And when you work, they give you working for so much, but get so less. And that's the problem I have. I get people telling me, you know, some guy heard one of my podcasts a while back, and he said, you're messing up the economy if we raise your pay to 50 to $150 an hour. That'll mess up the economy and throw everything else out of whack and da-da-da-da. And I, I made it very clear to this guy, no. It won't mess up the economy because the economy is messed up right now. <laughs> it will straighten things out. It will even it would even things out. But if that's the that's the delusion that we got, the lies that we're being told that oh you can mess up the economy if you put more money out there. No, this isn't back in the day where a king can go into another kingdom and and mess up the economy to make it go higher or make it go lower. We live in a country where we can manipulate people in other countries to give us things and vice versa. Unlike the free trade agreement, that was a thing that I, I always talk about. But what I'm saying is we can print our own money. We can print our own money. We can make it whatever we want. And yet you get the stupid term that we need to borrow money from ourselves. doesn't make sense. Taxes, and when you say taxes, you can't just say one tax, like you get taxed once a year. No, you get taxed for every damn thing. If anything, taxes shouldn't be a big thing. We're supposed to be paying for our police force, our fire department, our medical, and then half the time those people that are supposed to be in, in the eyes of justice and protection and, 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 and health, health, you know, uh, making sure we stay alive, are the ones manipulating everything. We're paying these people to shoot our kids and our, our girlfriends or whatever. We're paying these people to let something burn. You know, we're paying people that, that want to sit there and take advantage of people in ambulances when they're when they're under the influence. You know, there's, there's ambulance people that sexually abuse people and all kinds of stuff. I can tell you a story, but I can't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's just like, it's crazy. It's maddening. And the reason why they do this is because they have that power. They have that badge. They run around thinking they're Jason Bourne or fucking James Bond or something because they can kill anybody. You know, medical people that think they're these big doctors and like, like they're Dr. House or something, you know, and they, they're doing all these experiments on you, diagnose you completely wrong, you know. And this is why I think that situation needs to be more tightly 
understood it. I mean, seriously, give these people more time to actually study and learn what they're doing. There's a time period, uh, not too far back, early 2000s, everybody around the city, or girls that I would meet that were actually doing something, they would be like, oh, I'm going to be a nurse, I'm going to be a nurse. And it would be a nurse, like, I don't know, within a year or six months or something. I don't know exactly what schools and things they were going to, but at the time I was thinking, why do all these girls want to be nurses? And then the thing was, it was a hustle. They didn't just want to be a nurse. They were getting grant money to go to the school. They were manipulating the money, barely going or whatever. And then taking that money and buying cars and all this crap. But when they got into doing the nursing, they didn't stick in it long at all. They just sat there and pretended like they were really doing something positive, but they weren't. And uh, this drag racing crap happens all the time now because of stupid fashion periods. And that movie sucks. All of them. I don't care what y'all say. <laughs> but I don't know if you can hear it on the mics, but my mics pick up crap. But anyway, so, yeah, they manipulated the system to try to get money and became nurses but they don't truly care about the patients because I know some of them girls back then that I knew that were doing it they became nurses but when they became nurses they started abusing the people that they were taking care of and that's not right don't just get a job just to get one and then turn around and abuse the people you're supposed to help or take advantage of them and so that even makes it worse because a woman's supposed to be more nurturing more caring, more passionate. What happened to that? I was talking about being a strong woman, empowered and all that. Well, okay, maybe a chick with superpowers. Yeah, a woman with some superpowers would be cool. But one that's empowered and that can, that can control your fate, that's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It's demented. It's wrong. Because no one should have more power over the next person. And I think that's the big issue between men and women. It's because there's women in power just doing things. There's crazy broads yelling outside on my, my pad right now. Why are they doing that? I don't know. Okay? No one knows. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. And so, and break it down in a simple way because I'm getting off topic. It's just that. I think we need, not, I've been saying a reset and things like this. I think there needs to be a better education system, a better understanding of humanity. And so, like I said, it all started with me watching a mythological movie. And not just that, I've always pondered this constantly. But the thing comes down to thinking like this, okay? We need to understand the true nature of humanity. We need to understand our true essence, our true feelings, and project those feelings to the next being with respect and understanding. And I say this because we truly don't know human nature. I don't care what person wants to say they do, they don't. People are excited when, when fights happen. People are excited when there's, there's people falling and stuff by accident or someone gets hurt or there's a murder. There's people, some people get really excited, like their dopamine levels go fly up, you know? They get so excited about this shit. And it's not cool, you know? More likely than when there's someone that's good or positive and say something like, oh, okay, 
Like, it's not really exciting. It's not really happy. You know, unless it's somebody you really care for, then you're happy for that person. You can only show your happiness in some kind of ways, but it's just, it's just not right, you know? So, I mean, if a lot of people do this and they get so excited on the negative and all this stuff that's supposed to be all, you know, cool and shit, which is all bad, then obviously there's something wrong with the culture and the, the species altogether. I have to say that I personally believe we don't know the true essence of our beings as humans and our feelings. Just like we don't know the planet. We might have a good idea on a lot of things about humanity, about uh, the human nature, but we don't truly fully understand it. And even the part where they say we don't use all of our brains, which is bull in ways. This might be little doors and things, blockages that we put on ourselves to stop ourselves from truly advancing our uh, capacity in our brain. But I don't think that's the truth. I think it just takes time to understand who we are. But the same thing with the world. You know, we got all the stuff. They think they know what the world was back then. They think they know what it is now. We know this and that. We don't know what's inside the earth, literally. We just assume that there's the minor core, minor core, and all this, and limestone, and marble, and all this, all the way down to, you know, the big creamy center. And then we believe that, oh, there's oceans and, and underground, too. Big, oh, someone was explaining to me, uh, I don't know, about a week or two ago, we were having this discussion, and I forget why. Uh, I think it was something about, I was talking about the ocean, and um, there was some kind of technology that I was talking about where they can go way in the depths of ocean. I can't remember the whole conversation now, but the dude was telling me that inside the planet there is an ocean bigger than both the Atlantic and Pacific together. And it's, it's all as wide, and you know, dude was explaining this to me. And I said, Well, he's like, he's like, he's like, I can't believe that, you know, but he's explaining it, and I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, of course, there's there's water under the earth, inside the earth, you know. One of the things to talk about is the Bible. The fountains of the deep broke open, water came up. So we know there's water in the ocean and, 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 and inside the earth, along with lava and all this other stuff. The thing is, like I said before, another thing, what, where's the blood? What's the blood of the earth? Because the earth is a living thing, not just because we're on it, but it's actually alive. You gotta think about it. There's so many things that damage uh, the earth, but the earth still keeps going. And we still keep being created and we keep living. So does the earth itself become evil when people become evil or does it have like tremors? Does it have the earthquakes? Does it have the tornadoes? Does it have the storms? Because there's so much wickedness harnessing that it starts to come back at us through nature in negative ways. And if this is the case, and I've thought this for a very long time, but if this is the case, then positivity is a must. So it won't be able to extinguish our humanity. And I mean, that's just, I mean, there's gotta be some kind of retaliation on negativity that nature does itself. Now the predatorial thing in the jungles and the woods and all that between you know, predators and, and prey, it's instinctively because they're 
taught how to, you know, the animals are, I don't know, instinctively know what their uh, food is, what their prey is, what their, you know, things they eat, you know, koala bear likes eucalyptus leaves. Well, how the hell does that koala bear know? It's because all koala bears eat eucalyptus leaves. You might be able to train one to eat something different, but it's the truth. That's what they desire. That's what they need. There's, maybe there's a, unlike us humans where we can eat anything, it might be something where the koala bears know their body needs this type of thing to survive. Where we, on the other hand, will eat anything until we feel like, until we realize, oh, we got an allergic reaction to it, then we don't eat it. So then within there, if we have allergic allergies to certain things, somewhere in there, there's something that we're supposed to obtain that we don't obtain and don't think about. Because society and commercializing things makes you realize that, oh, that burger looks good. Or, oh, this Chinese food is better Chinese food or whatever. And you're sitting there like, oh, wow, that burrito, yeah. But the thing about it is, can you have all that stuff in there? And then when you finally get to see something like Super Size Me or something where they analyze it more and tell you what's in the thing and all that, then you're like, yeah, that's gross or whatever. Or some people just keep on eating it. And so humans, we don't even know what our body makeup truly wants. We wouldn't have so many overweight people, so many people dying of illnesses, of food allergies and things like this because we don't truly understand our humanity. And it brings me back to what I was saying again about not understanding our true nature and stuff. And I think this is why food is even brought into religion where they say, eh, don't eat uh, shellfish or shrimp and stuff. Just eat like lamb and this and that. And then lamb is a tasty uh, animal. You know, it's sad to say, you're, you know, when you think about it, because yes, vegetarians are right. You love animals, don't eat them. But at the same time, you got to get the protein you want and you crave what you need. And maybe you need that meat. You know, maybe you need that food. But I think the one thing we should crave and need to eat more is all the good, positive things in the world that motivate, unite, be loyal, loving, and respectful to all those that need to get away from loneliness. And more loneliness out there right now. Loneliness is the biggest enemy of all. Because I think that feeds the fear. That feeds the anger. That feeds the hate. And the suffering that Yoda was talking about. And so, we just have to master all of it. And figure out how to be a perfectly balanced being. And share that to the rest of the world. So walking that thin line might make a lot of sense if you don't fall off on either side. And you go down the right path to find a way. And with that being said, this has been SLK. The great SLK. Peace be with you all. Blessings upon you always. And don't give up on trying to be that perfect perfect person to yourself, but don't use it to have a moral high ground over anybody. And with that being said, peace.